and welcome to You Love to Scream It, the podcast where we watch horror TV shows and movies and then tell you all about how scary they are. I am your host, Merit Kay, and with me this week is Danielle Riendo. Hi, hello. In case there's anything too scary, I have a tiny cat on my lap purring away, so okay. she'll protect me. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I don't yeah. have that, but... um. Uh, I'll be fine. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't. Be, there won't be too many spooks and specters on this one because uh, we are uh, we're talking about a, a movie today called. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you saw it in uh, in South Korea, this film is called Peninsula. If you saw it in the U.S., it's called Train to Busan Presents. Presents. Yeah. Train to Busan Presents. <laughs> Peninsula. Uh, what a name. Yeah. <laughs> what a name. Uh, this is a uh, film from earlier this year. It was released in South Korea in uh, July 2020. It's a South Korean action horror film directed by Yeon Sang-ho, who previously did uh, Train to Busan, the 2016 zombie film, uh, and uh, the animated films The King of Pigs and The Fake and then a 2018 superhero movie called Psychokinesis. Hmm. Uh, so a brief kind of description is of, uh, of the film, just to get us started. Uh, yeah. This is a zombie movie. Uh, it's a sequel to the 2016 film Train to Busan, in which a zombie outbreak sweeps the nation of South Korea. Uh, in Peninsula, uh, Jung Suk barely escapes South Korea alive during the outbreak. Uh, he's living, quote, a life of despair in Hong Kong and receives an offer a la Jurassic Park, the lost world to return <laughs> to, well, in this case, the peninsula, not an island. Yeah, it's uh, close. It's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in order to, in this case, instead of uh, saving a child or in sort of a escape from New York scenario, uh, the president, it is to recover a truck full of money. Uh, a guy, a Dennis Hopper lookalike, offers him this opportunity. Big Gary Busey energy with this Gary guy. Gary Busey as well. also, yeah. yes. Yeah. And um, his mission is to retrieve an abandoned truck in the middle of Seoul within a time limit and escape the peninsula. But it goes haywire when a mis mysterious militia known as Unit 631 ambushes their small team. Uh, and obviously, then there are zombies also. And, um, yeah, um, oh. it's, uh, it's kind of, I feel like an escape from New York sort of vibe yeah. of you, we got to go back or of, you know, or lost world. Um, so, uh, how do you want to start talking about this movie? We watched Train to Busan, um, God, maybe in like, the winter, last the winter fall, possibly, maybe? or yeah. last fall. Yeah. I think late last year we watched Train to Busan. And I think you recommended it, or you were the one of the two of us who who suggested it. Yeah, I was a little bearish on Train to Busan on the prospect of watching it because I don't really care for zombie movies. Mm -hmm. They're just not really my thing. I think other monsters are often more interesting. But we watched Train to Busan, and I actually really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things I think to recommend it, even to people who don't like the genre. Um, the cast of that movie is great. 
the premise of being like trapped in a confined space with the zombies I liked a lot. Um, and then they got really silly with some of the CG as well, which was fun. Yeah, yeah in, and, in uh, good ways. I w- in I would good say. ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and so were you were you a fan of uh, Train to Busan as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah, I really loved it. I, I think it's kind of a, a new classic, maybe, of the genre. And I also, I'm very hit or miss uh, with zombie movies. I love horror, obviously. I, everybody knows that. Um, and I actually find zombies really scary. I think there's something very scary in general, just about the sort of, like, the scale of zombies is scary to me. It's not like, oh, there's one or two of something, there's billions of something. So that just in itself kind of scares me on an existential level, but I think there's a lot of shitty and terrible zombie movies Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not as many really interesting or, you know, great zombie movies. This one I thought was fabulous. Like, it it did new things with the genre, and one of the things that I think made it stand out the most is that it has fairly... Talking about Training Busan, of course. Uh, yes. Like, fairly sharply drawn characters. Even if this is a genre where it's usually kind of archetypes running around, it's not that we, like, got to know anybody to the degree that, like, oh, we know their whole life story or anything. But it just felt very sharply drawn. And, like, these were very interesting people and interesting characters. And the performances really kind of supported that. So, yeah, I, I thought it was, like, a, a, a kind of new classic. I thought it was fabulous. Um, yeah. So I um, went into this with high expectations. Yeah. I suppose. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Train to Busan really did a great job of just getting you invested in like 10 different people. Yeah. Um, it's like baseball team, the father and daughter, and the father is an asshole. Like he's like a corporate dickhead, the young married couple. Like I, there were just several people that even though I haven't seen it in a while, I can like immediately bring up who they are and kind of what their vibe was and what their deal was, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also just one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite actors, I think in general, just such like a great presence and such like an incredible face. Uh, Madong Shuk. Yeah. Uh, was the, uh, the just huge dude in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Just like a great character, a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, the idea of making a sequel to Train to Busan feels, I mean, the obvious comparison here is 28 weeks later, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because this is, in this case, it's four years later, so it's some time. And we're told that by exposition from two of the worst actors (laughs) I have seen in a film in a very long time uh, who are... Like a couple of the only Western people, um, like in this film, and uh, I don't know who these people are. They're not in the cast list, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but it's like they got like some someone's friends to be like, "Now, doctor, like, tell us what happened in the events of the last film." Like, well, everyone died from a zombie virus, and <laughs> Korea was quarantined for four years, and there's a refugee crisis. And we never talk about any of that again, really. Yeah, I was... Very strange. I was very, <laughs> very lukewarm strange. on the... Yeah, it, it was bizarre. <laughs> I was really lukewarm on the kind of beginning of this movie. Like, we we do start with, like, all this exposition. We also start with, like, a scene where our, our main character, uh, Jung, it's, it's Jung Suk, I think, um, is, is, like, a soldier who's getting his family out. Like, he's trying to get his yes. sister and mm-hmm. his nephew... And, yeah. I think it's sister and nephew out of the country and they almost stop for an, a person who needs help, which will come 
into play later. They get on a boat. And then, of course, there's like a whole really melodramatic, really sad scene where the family is killed and he and his like brother-in-law um, end up surviving somehow and they go to Hong Kong. And there's this whole thing that like, first of all, I thought the the news announcers or the talk show hosts or whatever, I thought this was like, I truly don't know because this, is, okay. this movie isn't exactly out yet here. It's like out this week, right? And like, uh, I didn't know if this was commentary on like these fucking idiot Americans who just are, because every American in this movie is a fucking moron. Like an absolute shitty dumbass. Like it's the Gary Busey guy and like right, these two. Which, like, and that's it. <laughs> very funny. But like, which I kind of like because it's like, oh, you're saying like these fucking idiot Westerners will not get anything right when something bad happens in our part of the world kind of thing. And I was kind of like, all right, I'll go, I'll go with what you're going with. And they introduced this refugee angle, which I thought was going to be like mm-hmm. really big in the movie, like a really big thing. Like there's a line, the Gary Busey guy, sorry, he's not Gary Busey, obviously, but like he, he looks like him. He wears the Hawaiian shirt. He's just such a Gary Busey energy. Oh uh, this God, sort of yeah. mastermind of the, of the, whatever the plot to, to do the heist is like, look, you're never going to get citizen status you might as well like make your life and so that's how he kind of recruits uh the soldier and his brother-in-law and two other people to kind of go do the job so i thought like oh this is gonna be like a commentary on on refugee status and like uh you know what what happens when people are in an environmental disaster and they go to another country and they're treated like shit and like all this other stuff but it kind of doesn't really come up again (laughs) in the whole movie uh which is slightly weird to me yeah 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 i thought it was an interesting angle like okay if you're gonna make a zombie movie that actually looks at repercussions of what could happen sure you know a few years later that's not a bad angle to look at at least uh but yeah maybe there were some scenes cut i don't know but like it just feels like an angle that's like wow interesting point never comes up again yeah yeah um the the opening of this film uh did not Inspire confidence, I will say. Right, right. Uh, We have this sort of, like, requisite, difficult choice fucking, uh, you know, what's-her-name-will-remember-this moment at the beginning. (laughs) The, like, fucking walking dead. Like, do you stop and get them or no? Uh, And then the scene when um, it turns out that there was a zombie on the boat that's going to Hong Kong. And, um... Uh, the protagonist, uh, Jung Shook sees basically everyone getting killed. Yeah. And, uh, it's playing this music. <laughs> it's a <laughs> like, lot. It's yeah. like end of the movie, uh, or yeah, like end of the movie, like tragic world war one movie of just yeah. like going over the top, the killing fields kind of thing. Um, and uh, then this other guy, Chul Min, shows up and, like, they both get off the boat and it's just, okay. So he rescued this one man and, like, nobody else. And then his sister is, like, killed by her zombie child and yeah. the other zombies. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Right off the bat, it's a little like, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. uh, all right, I guess we have to get to, uh, 
I feel like if you're going to do a, a sequel to like this kind of movie, uh, starting it during the events of the first movie is like a little lazy almost. Yeah. I would rather just jump right in, you know? And if you yeah. want to have flashbacks, fine, I guess. But starting off of just like, oh, we have to, you know, start off and the event is like whatever. But so we could have we, cut all of this, frankly, have, and just started yeah. in Hong Kong. Like honestly. We basically yeah. this is to establish this character as a survivor who is guilt-ridden for basically having let everyone around him die. And uh he is he's like uh enlisted by this yeah, like Hong Kong crime boss possibly who is like yeah like a yeah. dennis hopper type or like a what's his name a gary Busey type gary Busey, yeah and uh basically they're like okay yeah we need you to go back to Incheon uh and get a truck that has 20 million dollars in cash on it and it's like uh the two of them so it's like jung shuk uh Chulmin, and then like uh you know, a few other people. Like a driver this and like cab a- driver who seemed like an interesting character. <sighs> I know. Like, it's like, oh, who's this like middle-aged lady who's like a cab driver who was going on this adventure? Like, oh, don't worry. All those other characters, they're dead almost immediately. Like, <sighs> I know. It's just I, the, I really the fascinating survivors. That. It's like, uh, yeah. Also, I mean, the two main characters- um, well, not really main characters, but the two the two characters from the beginning who sort of make it through most of the movie are like not that interesting, and also the performances aren't great. And yeah. I don't know how much of this is the writing because I haven't seen uh, Gang Thong Wan in anything before. Sure, but. I mean, he's just like action guy. Like he's just like. Very handsome, like, yeah, attractive man who um, doesn't really like have feelings in like it, and not even in like an interesting way. Just like it's right. just like the acting just isn't really there. Yeah, um, I, I I definitely agree that like these just weren't the most interesting characters. Like the way the first or whatever the first movie, the way Train to Busan had these very sharply drawn. Uh, folks in it. Like, I think there are characters like that in this movie, and we'll talk about them in a minute, but, like, these two, as are, like, eyes and ears on the ground kind of thing, it was just kind of like, all right, it's like a shell-shocked soldier type, basically, and his brother-in-law. <laughs> like, that's it. The, the brother-in-law doesn't really have any defining characteristics. Like, he's a survivor and slightly yeah. dipshit, and that's it. That's all kind of that happens. Um, he's right. good at running, I guess. Like, that's about his only... Uh, character trait, which is a little disappointing considering um, that they're in almost every scene of the movie, uh, either both of them or one or the other. Uh, yeah. We yeah. do have really interesting, weird people in this movie. Like, we have a few real interesting weirdos uh, to hang out with, which I enjoyed quite a bit, but I really wished this middle-aged lady cab driver was one of the interesting weirdos. Like, she was so... She's only in five minutes of this movie, but she makes such a mark as like a, oh, the reason I know these roads, like she's clearly, you know, the driver of the group. Like the reason Mm -hmm. why I know these roads is I was a cab driver and oh my God, it got eaten alive in four years. She just has this like salty, wonderful presence to her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I will say, I did appreciate how the genre shifted from like, it's a heist to, whoops, now it's an apocalypse uh, pretty, yeah. pretty immediately, which was kind of fun. <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> so wait, I just, I remembered something because, yeah, so yeah. we've got like, uh, they've got to, you know, they've got to go in um, and, and you know, uh, he and his brother-in-law, brother-in-law have to like go in and get the, the money and get out. Uh, I just remembered that, and I only remember this now because it's such a throwaway line that you think is going to matter at all, but no, it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> They mentioned specifically that North Korea has not been overrun by zombies. Right. Um, like, they're just like, oh, but there's one part of the peninsula that's okay, isn't there? And it's like, yes, North Korea. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a good thing reunification didn't happen. Ha ha. And it's like, okay, but yeah. yeah. Why? How, why? How come didn't they? <laughs> and like, so when they mentioned that, I was like, oh, oh, I see. This is setting up the movie to be set in North Korea. Right. And this right. is sort of what it's going to be about. And maybe um, that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, living in a, uh, you know, uh, totalitarian state next door to a zombie apocalypse. That could be interesting. No. Yeah, genuinely. Yes. <laughs> North Korea is never mentioned again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? Why did you say... There are all these things in this movie that are like, uh, it's like, there are things like that where they'll like mention something and they just never bring it up again yeah. or where they'll set it up early on and then just like keep hitting it over and over again. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, can, there's a balance. Can you like, you know, you yeah, don't, this, you should, yes, like, you oh, should sorry. take the gun off of the, the mantle and fire it. Right. But like once, you know, you don't have to just like go <laughs> yeah. around counting everyone down with Chekhov's rifle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say this feels like, uh, I don't know, like three different drafts and they didn't quite cohere. Like one draft was really interested in like maybe some light political ramifications of what's going on here. Mm. And maybe one draft was just a heist movie and maybe one draft was like the action time action movie uh and they all kind of got mishmashed a little bit like this feels like a bit of the like prometheus effect of like there might be an interesting movie in there and i i will i genuinely think prometheus is actually a really interesting movie i wouldn't say it's a good movie but like mm -hmm. it has so many pieces of an interesting movie but then doesn't doesn't come together in any real sense. Um, I don't think this is as bad as what happened with Prometheus, but it feels like that a little bit. Like, oh, this draft had this, this draft had this, and this draft had this, and we love all these drafts, but it all feel like the same movie uh, in a lot of ways. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it, it, so this uh, first part, this first, yeah. so we, we get, uh, we get back onto the peninsula and um we're they're looking for this the truck and first of all like there's like a convenient path like carved through the middle of the roads like all of the blocked cars are like off on the side <laughs> yep and uh i don't really know how, how that happened also like they find a car like this is just fucking nitpicking but like they just find a random car and uh it's like, oh, Just it works, it. and it's got yeah. gasoline, and the gasoline hasn't evaporated. Um, 
Yeah. It- Whatever. It's a post-apocalypse movie. They all do this. It's fine. But the driving, it, this, this movie's budget was not as high. It's nowhere near most, I would say, blockbuster movies. I think the budget was like $20 million or something. Uh, sure. It was $16 million. Actually. Okay. That's actually somewhat impressive to me, but yeah. Right. And like, <laughs> there are some fairly big names in this movie yeah. and, um, you know, it's like two hours long and there's like a lot of stuff. I will say the CG kind of rough. It yeah, looks like a video part. game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it looks like a cutscene from an Xbox 360 <laughs> game. <laughs> sorry. It's just like, there was CG in the first one as well. But it didn't bug me so much. And maybe it's because it was in more of a confined space. And so it was a little more restrained. Yes. But um, there was actually one really distinctive CG shot in the original that they fucking reuse, but don't do as well in this movie. Yeah, it's which nowhere is, near as cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a scene in Train to Busan where I think the train tips over and uh, all the zombies like spill out of it, almost like water. Yeah, the water effect, exactly. It's, yeah. it, it obviously, look, you can tell it's computer generated, but it's a great effect and it would be hard to do with practical. Yeah. Um, and uh, they do that again in this movie, like near the end, <laughs> but it's just like, it feels like they had run out of money and so they could only generate like 12 <laughs> zombies. Yeah, Because so instead of like a hundred, it's just like a dozen that fall out <laughs> onto the villain's car. Um <laughs> It looks like a little trickle. The first one kind of looked like a wave crashing. This looks like it wants to be a waterfall, but it's like a sad trickling waterfall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, things, you know, things almost immediately go bad. Um, They accidentally set off a car alarm that brings all the zombies to the yard because zombies, uh, this movie establishes very early on. uh, And I forget if Train to Busan established this as well or not, but like, they're very sound and light sensitive. They will attack and run after anything loud and, and bright. Yes. And that But they can't used, see well in the dark. Can't yeah. see well in the dark. And so this is used about 16 times in this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a little too often, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, things break bad real quick. Uh, the uh, They're ambushed by this military unit led by Sergeant Huang. Uh, Jung Suk is like thrown through the windshield of the car, of the truck, because he's not wearing a seatbelt and basically is fine. Uh, He's launched like 40 feet forward and he's just like, okay. Um, Everyone else is killed in the ambush. Chulman hides inside the truck and basically is like captured. Uh, And then uh, Jung Suk is rescued by June and Eugene, who are these two young girls who he soon realizes are the children of the uh, the woman that he turned down for a ride at the beginning of the film. Ooh. I I, I just want to say here that I loved these two a lot. Um, Yeah. I really, really, really liked these characters. I also love the mom. I, I also love Minjung. They're but fun. Like, these these, these two are fun kids characters. are just like some. There's something kind of wonderful about the fact that they don't know the world before the apocalypse or don't really remember it. I think one is supposed to be like 13 or 14, and mm-hmm. the other one's like 
four or five. Like, very, very young. Maybe not four or five, but... Well, wait, if she was a baby at the... Whatever, apocalypse rules, I know. Okay, <laughs> she's a young child. Uh, and she is, like... They both have, like, kind of a cool uh, skill, basically. Like, um, the older girl is, like, an incredible getaway driver. Kind of like, you know, our cab driver from the beginning. And the younger mm-hmm. girl is, like... Somehow, like, a child genius at uh, using distracting RC cars uh, to, like, as, like, a a trick for zombie uh, distraction, basically, to get around. And these two were just, like, hanging out. They decide to save this guy. But they're just kind of going about their daily business, which I love about this. Like, there's kind of this sense of, okay, life on this peninsula really sucks, especially with the militia because it's run, you know, by a total asshole who just makes out with like pinup uh, cheesecake pictures and another total asshole who just kills everybody for fun and, and makes it mm-hmm. like a sport. It's like this extreme end of apocalypse movies of like Mad Max, but even like kind of cheesier. And then there's this family unit of like mostly women who are just kind of doing their thing and like enjoying themselves and like they're okay and they're doing their thing. And these kids are just, I don't know. I just really liked them. They had such a fun kind of goofy, yes, but like fun energy to them that is just absolute opposite uh, of our protagonist who like has never smiled in his life. And like, I get it. He's he's had a sad life. Things suck. Things are bad. He has a lot of trauma, et cetera, et cetera. But these kids were like, I don't know. There was a hopefulness to them and kind of a nice like vibe of like, hey, a family could do okay here. If they, you know, as long as they have grandpa who thinks that, uh, you know, Commander Jane is coming for them. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, grandpa is also part of this family unit. Uh, and everybody thinks grandpa is, you know, a little bit uh, unwell, uh, perhaps upstairs. And um, uh, grandpa is, however, a very loving member of the family. Uh, he cares a lot about his uh, child and his grandkids, and he is beloved by everyone. So there's this, again, like, genuine sense of these kind of fucking weirdos, this weird little family is here together, and they don't need this weird fucked up militia or anything. Now, I think it's implied uh, that Min Jung was in the militia at one point, but she left because she wanted to, like, better take care of her kids or maybe protect her kids from the, like, really bad people in the militia. It doesn't matter that much. Uh, there's just, like, a... It's, like, implied to me yeah. that... Because there are no, like, this... It's a... There's no women male. in the militia. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I actually don't know if women are in the South Korean military. Um, sure, yeah. I, but I I'm pretty sure South Korea does have a, uh, does have, not a draft, uh, like you do a tour. Oh, or whatever. Or mandatory you do, service. Like, you do, you, I'm pretty sure there's yes. mandatory service because it's a whole thing with, with pop stars and stuff. Um, yeah, Jordan Jor- uh, was saying. Yes. Uh, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, but it seems like there's some stuff of like, oh, there are literally like no women anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it seems like maybe they escaped because uh, it is a nightmare world. Yeah, um, not a great place to be a woman, perhaps. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. But that is weird, though, that there are that there are no other women also around as far as I could see. Um 
according to Jordan, women are not required to perform military service, but they may join the military. Okay. Okay. Um, and wow, this image. This image the Wikipedia is a lot. article for conscription in South Korea is just a bunch of old timey people just hitting with, each other with sticks. Yeah, there's a lot of um, unclear what very is happening what's going on here in this actually. image, which does yeah. appear also to be of European. Yeah, this, men this in the 1600s a, hitting each other with sticks. Yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, there's all this stuff. There's, like, this movie is doing the zombie movie thing of, like, let's look at society. Uh, oh, sure. But then doesn't really care. Uh, like, it gets distracted, much like a zombie get chasing after a flashing <laughs> RC car. It starts just chasing after random things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like this that is, is a, yeah, again, that is the, the first thing, thing that I was kind of just like, mm, because they use these toy cars to distract the zombies, the the two girls. Yeah, and uh, one of them, the first one they use, has like a disco ball on it, <laughs> and it sure um, does. <laughs> it's like a little much. They're like very. It's, I guess it's kind of interesting. Like you're thinking about, like, okay, well, what would it be like to just be a kid in uh, zombie world, you wouldn't know any better, I guess. Yeah. And so they do kind of treat everything like a game, which is sort of, it's like a fun contrast to the main character. Yeah. Um, because he's just very like, he's just sad. sad. He's just yeah. sad. You know, um, why is he the only one alive? Hmm. He, why, he's just sad because of that. His sadness kept him alive. <laughs> yeah like preserved yeah. like a like a pickle if you will he is a pickle yeah. survivor <laughs> so mm. uh back at the militia headquarters it's they've turned it into just like a weird mad max base and uh oh. there seem to be tensions between like the military who are going out like between the people who are like going out and looking for supplies and then like the people who stay at base because really early on we introduced this conflict or this tension between uh, Sergeant Huang and uh, Captain So. Yeah. And there, there's a, uh, what's his name? Uh, Private Kim, who is sort of the oh, go-between. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, oh, there's going to be this, this conflict between like the parts of the survivors that have to like do the, the horrible stuff and the other parts who just you know, uh, live relatively comfortable lives or whatever. I'm like, no, not really. There isn't really that. Um, they've just constructed a weird society where they keep zombies captive to fight humans. Yeah, like, they do like a wild, so like ancient Rome thing with it. Yeah, they, like right. feeding the Christians to the lions, kind of. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like I've seen this done so many times at this point. Yeah. Like, even 28 Days Later did the whole, like, keeping zombies as weird pets thing. And sure. it's just yeah. at this point, I feel like it's very difficult to make a movie like that. Um, because you're... <sighs> this is the problem with, like, horror movies sometimes, I feel like, is having <laughs> the the characters not have any genre awareness can be just like infuriating. And obviously <laughs> that's part of it, right? It's like, yeah. don't go down the stairs. What are you doing? Um, and also on the other side of things, having characters who are 
hyper genre aware leads to a Joss Whedon scenario and nobody wants that. Right. Right. But just the sheer stupidity and like just (laughs) suicidal nature of just keeping zombies around and like, it's, it's just the whole like, Oh, humans are the real monsters just right off the bat immediately just turned up to the most extreme absurd level of just like, Oh, this, this society is like definitely not like, how did it survive this long? How did, how did it stay around for four years? Because it doesn't seem stable or like, it doesn't seem like anything that would last longer than a few weeks. And like, it kind of reminded me of uh, another zombie film that I actually liked uh, recently, which was Blood Quantum. Yes. And I feel like Blood Quantum is a movie that is trying to do a lot of similar things to this movie in that um, it wants to be just like a zombie action movie. Um, It wants to speak to social issues that are sort of brought to the fore by and sometimes like kind of inverted by um, zombie apocalypse stuff. Yeah. And that movie, I feel like, is much more successful <laughs> in doing <laughs> yeah. those things yeah. uh, than than Peninsula was for a number of reasons. But I, I like the fact that like Blood Quantum actually kind of talks about like the the society afterwards and like the politics of it and who's sort of like allowed in and how it works. Whereas this movie teases those things early on, but yeah. then just decides that it doesn't care about those questions. Yeah, I I agree. I I think Blood Quantum, which maybe we could even do an episode on one day, but um, Blood Quantum does genuinely like really smart and clever and new things with this genre. Um, Whereas Train to Busan felt like it was a very, very good genre piece that doesn't change too many things, but maybe just has more sharply drawn characters. And that that sort of the elements that it does change are really, really consistent, like having the small space, having just a train, having like a very, very consistent both visual and like narrative challenge uh, kind of kept it on. Oh, my God. I almost said kept it on track. Well, I said it out loud. So <laughs> there it is. Uh, but. But yeah, Peninsula does feel very easily distracted. This feels like Train to Busan with like just a fascination with shiny things and wants to have shiny things kind of all over the place uh, and and look at them. And it's far more successful, at least for me, the stuff with the family is a lot more successful for me than the stuff at the Mad Max base Um for many reasons, but also because I saw the the, the whole tension between like uh, Sergeant Huang and uh, Captain So as like a extended joke about like officers who are useless and mm, uh, enlisted mm-hmm. who are just barbaric. Like I saw that. I don't know if that's with the intention. Uh, that's just how I felt about it. It's like literally a guy who stays in his office and he's miserable. I mean, like content warning right here. Content warning. Uh, for suicide, but we first see him, like, making out with, like, not making out, but he's, like, putting his face up on, like, the boobs of a, yeah. of a like, cheesecake picture, and then he puts uh-huh. a gun in his mouth. Like, this and is, like, like, this guy. All right, I'm gonna go. 
he's like i'm i'm good bye and then uh the the private comes in and he's like oh my god like there's there's something going on you know uh you know that's kind of the inciting incident for those characters to to move on mm-hmm. with their plot they want to get in on the money and they want to get in on the you know the ship that will take them back uh, to to hong kong and to safety basically uh so we're retaining some elements of like a heist movie while also right, yeah. kind of being all over the place at the same right. time yeah 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 right so it's like you know it's um everyone wants the the truck like which is just the thing. The MacGuffin. Um, the yeah. MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> it's a moving ev- MacGuffin, which you don't always get. So, yeah. <laughs> ah. And, uh, yeah, like, basically other characters become uh, made aware of it. And so, yeah, like, it's like you have this, yeah, this other team of, like, Captain So and um, Private Kim who are, like, their relationship is kind of weird. Um, they pretend to be gay at one They do, point. well... They pretend sort to be gay of. at one point, um, <laughs> sort of. There's this bit that's basically like um, they they uh, find one of the satellite phones and find the money, and so they are planning to try and escape off the island and uh, or peninsula. And um, <laughs> they. I guess okay. Now, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm just like I guess like the existence of the the NK bit at the beginning sort of is just like here's why people can't just like escape north. Um, oh yeah, okay, okay. Maybe you just get shot trying to cross the DMZ or they something. They do show I don't like know. mounted guns, basically. Yeah, like that's yeah. the shot that plays over that line. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so like Huang is suspicious immediately. Uh, and then there's a scene where, you know, he sees the two of them talking or like he, he goes in and is, it thinks something is up because uh, the captain is trying to basically distract them by throwing some big party uh, so that he can 24 hours of the 24 hours of the zombie blood sort. <laughs> this is yeah. a great idea. Well, but he's, yeah. Um, and... Uh, so yeah, Juan comes in and then uh, Kim just comes in and he's like, why are you two talking? And it's like, why shouldn't they be like, is it because right. he's a, like he said earlier on in the movie, like they've established that they do talk because he's like almost like a quartermaster. Um, yeah. And it's like the one who's like, like Kim is the one who's in charge of like uh, organizing the food and like doling it out and stuff. Yeah. But then he's all suspicious that they're talking. And then uh, Captain says like definitely about to shoot him. And he's like, wait a second, what's happening here? Are you two an item? And it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, sorry. I didn't mean to like. And then um, he gets like adorable. Like this man, and he's just his like, entire oh, character. Sorry, yeah. like, I, I'm so sorry. Like, sorry, sorry. I, you know, just have a, have a great time. Have a hot time. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I kind of it's love tone this is weird so scene. Weird. Yeah. It's I, like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's so like out of the like. This is the characterization I wanted from this guy. Like this guy who is like supposed to be like the worst human in the world. He kills people for fun. You see him killing. Um, I think what is supposed to be like a developmentally disabled person. Like earlier on, like for fun. Like he's horrible. He's an awful, awful monster. Mm-hmm. So like, 
What's much more interesting is a guy who is like off the rails, but not just a fucking monster. And like, it's almost like you get a touch of that here. Like a guy who's off the rails, he's enjoying the whiskey and he's like suspicious and he's smart and he's clever. And then he's like, Oh, have a hot time. He, and he starts like humming time. like a song. Or he's just like, oh, you two go at it. Like, it's like this wild moment of like, oh, well, there's, you know, there's no ladies around. So I guess I'll get excited about these these two uh, fellas getting it on. Like, it's like this hilarious, weird moment that I I liked the weird moments in this movie, I guess is where I'm going with this, that I liked the kind of odd touches and the weird characterizations and the kind of funny little moments like this so much more than a lot of what was supposed to be like a big, exciting action set piece, I think. Um, because the that at least is, I don't know. It's a little bit of that touch of, of the first movie being about sharply drawn characters and interesting people who are facing impossible obstacles as opposed mm-hmm. to just kind of action stuff happening uh, or heist stuff happening that goes into yeah. action stuff happening, if that makes any sense. Have yeah. a hot time. So, <laughs> have a hot time. Um, so, yeah, they, they're planning to, uh, to steal the truck and go, but... Uh, their uh, plan is interrupted by Jung Suk and Min Jung uh, sneaking inside the compound to try to get the truck for themselves. Uh, they try to kind of break, they break out. Uh, Chul Min has survived like the zombie fight, but then <laughs> is just killed by, by Huang. Yeah. Uh no, he had so much character development. Right. Um, he had such a defined personality. <laughs> All he did was run from zombies. And like the guy who like figures out what number to write on their chest was like, he's in good shape. What number should we give him? That's it. That's his whole character. Right. He's in good shape. Yeah. And he was sad when his wife was killed. That's it. That's all he's got. <sighs> yeah. And um, so then we get this big chase scene, which is just real rough um <laughs> i read a review that said where the person said that it looks like someone trying to make uh, mad max fury road on a nintendo 64 <laughs> honestly yes and in the dark which i think in is the dark of, too yeah, yeah it's um, part of it it's it's rough and again 16 million dollars for what this movie is trying to do is not a lot of money but yeah i'm almost impressed me, by what they pulled off, i'm almost impressed but, yeah. but it's also like I would rather you work within the budget than try mm-hmm. to do something like this that then takes you out of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, so we get this big car chase. Uh, we get that scene that I mentioned where they spill the zombies everywhere. Um, the zombies kill Huang. And this begins something that continues uh, into that escalates and yeah, just gets worse. So the zombies kill Huang because, uh, they just fall out near him and this is the sad waterfall fine the sad the zombie waterfall fine fine so uh basically hijacks the the truck and uh kills uh the grandpa and then escapes with the truck and uh drives it into the cargo hold and is like ha i did it i did it i did it um and then the Hong Kongers just shoot him because 
Why wouldn't they? Because, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, the whole thing was obviously just, like, a setup scam because if they just got back, they could just fucking kill them and then not have to give them anything. Yep. Um, and, yeah, half the money is, like, a yeah crazy yep. deal. Um, and then we get the zombies dispensing justice trope, which is, like, one of my least favorite things about zombie movies where so basically reverses the truck, which you think at first is like, oh, he's going to drop the money in the water. They won't be able to get the money. No, it's worse than that because it prevents the the cargo hold from closing and the zombies come in and kill all of those bad Hong Kongers. Um, and it's like, I just, the zombies doing like the, oh, the zombies got the bad people. It's just, I don't yeah. know. It's like, just been done so many fucking times. And I just... Just so many things in this movie feel like I've seen these like pieces and concepts done even in the relatively small number of zombie movies that I've seen sure. so many times before and done better. Um, and then the ending is like a weird kind of like frenzied twist because uh, you basically are set up to believe that Ming Jung is sacrificing herself to help the kids and uh, Jung Sook escape by getting into a tractor and just like honking the horn. But so like, you know, she, she puts a gun to her head and it's like, Oh wow. This, <laughs> this got dark. Yep. Um, Real fat. And her kids are watching and crying and screaming. And uh, okay. And also yeah. <laughs> uh, the UN like peacekeepers who rescue them. The one that they talk to is named Jane, who is the captain that the grandpa said he was talking to yeah. the whole time. So his his crazy, all of his crazy stories were true. Yeah, it's one of the, uh, that, because that's it's kind pretty... of unclear. It's like, oh, he's just bullshitting or like is, is just going crazy. But no, she's real and is also just a really awkward presence. And um, when <laughs> you didn't when like the kids, Captain Jane? When the, when the kids are screaming that they can see their mother about to like blow her own head open. <laughs> Captain Jane is like, I, I wrote this down because she says to them, she made a very sensible decision. Yep. Like in with that intonation, like you're these kids are screaming like to go save their mother. And she's just like, she made a very sensible decision for all of us. <laughs> everybody and uh then that is the most awkward callback in the world yeah, um <laughs> to jung uh telling chul min that he made a sensible decision in saving him from the boat uh because if he hadn't saved him everyone would have died but chul min tells him that he didn't try at all he he gave up and so that inspires him to go save Min Jung. And uh, surprisingly to me, yeah. uh, everyone gets out of this one. I mean, except the grandpa, but whatever. Yeah, not grandpa. Know. He yeah, was yeah. living on borrowed time anyway. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. like, it's he's an exceptional casualty of a movie like this. I feel like of like, <laughs> it feels like, you know, everyone still got out, if that makes sense. Yeah, Which is surprising. It's it a pretty happy ending. Yeah. That is very much not how Train to Busan ended. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they get on the helicopter the and, music and escape. at the end, just, 
Like the Music extended melodrama was a little much, I think. Um, like I understand, like the, this was like a tense and sad scene, and like especially with the mom, especially with the, the mm-hmm. gun and the car and everything kind of going on. Like yeah, the, it deserved to be dramatic, but there were points where I was just like, oh my gosh, she's gonna die. Oh my gosh, she's gonna die. She's mm-hmm. gonna die. She's gonna die. She's just gonna die. And we have sad music, and then we have this really bizarre scene at the very end in the helicopter where Captain Jane is like working on uh, the mother, uh, you know, because she, she does get shot. That's why she tries to sacrifice herself. She has been shot in the leg, so she can't move very fast. Um, so they're kind of working on her and assuring the children who are still crying and holding her hand, because of course they are, uh, that she's going to be okay. That it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Um, and then, <laughs> and you she know, says, a new world is coming. A and new then world is coming for you. <laughs> A new world is waiting for you. Um, (laughs) She's like, uh, my world wasn't that either or something. And it's like, are you fucking crazy? Like, did you not just see all those people get killed? Like, I guess. Yeah. It was a very strange one. She's not going to get to be a cool getaway driver with RC cars you know, her sister's RC cars in the I new mean, world, you know? I guess not, but like... She's a she's a young one with a very particular set of skills. I guess, and yeah. <laughs> skills that make her a nightmare to zombies like you. Um, yeah. No, I guess it was just, it was just very strange. Yeah, I, I liked that scene. I liked the weird scene again. Um, okay. And I sort of, I love the... the, the 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 girls so much that I actually was kind of like I get why they're sad I get that like their insane wild playground is no longer going to be their home and like if they actually grew up with this and they didn't actually know the world before this I actually kind of buy that they didn't think things were so bad like they did live with grandpa and mom who protected them and like taught them I guess how to be like the world's youngest getaway driver <laughs> uh, and other kind of weird stuff. I just wish this movie had more focus and, and had more to say about them, I suppose, uh, because they were interesting and they were weird and they were fun to watch and see like where they went with things. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like this movie did get lost in its own ambition to some extent. And it did get lost in its own probably six drafts, uh, that were mushed together uh, mm-hmm. to make the script, which is a guess. Like I obviously don't know uh, anything about the writing uh, or, or pre-production, but yeah, it just feels like that. It just had that tinge about it of oh, we had draft problems. <laughs> I do want to say though, I did really like some of the cinematography. Um, mm. There is a shot towards the beginning of the movie where uh, the sort of first crew, the heist crew, is going in. Uh, and there's this like moonlit, like creepy aura. Uh, like they're going past uh, some boats, you know, like overturned boats or whatever, beached boats. I have no idea what the term would be. Uh, like they're going through the kind of eerie architecture and it's moonlit and there's this eerie music and it's really kind of beautiful and it really does kind of harken back to an escape from New York or something where it really is mm-hmm. like, oh, what a weird, bizarre place. Like what a, what a, strange ghostly place we're going to right now uh, there are a few shots like that that i was like oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's really kind of gorgeous and interesting to look at um 
just maybe shouldn't have tried to bite off more than they could chew with the CG and with the scope, I think, of the story. Yeah. And I guess I do want to give props to the set design in the sort of bunker area, even though I didn't love that part of the story. That set was very cool looking. And I think a full set, like I think they actually constructed the sort of uh, bunker or whatever you want to call it, like almost like stronghold kind of area out of a mall or something. Cause there is like a demolished Krispy Kreme sign in the background in one shot. <laughs> uh, so it does look like, and you know, it's like the escalator at a mall or a shopping center or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that is like, that was cool. Like there were some really cool set design choices that I thought were totally rad. Yeah. Pretty good to look at, but overall a bit of a, a mixed reaction, I would say uh, to this movie for me anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably, like it's like a fine zombie movie i guess and i will say that i just um you know i again zombie movies are not my my fave genre sure. of horror yeah um but i feel like i have seen some that i like and i guess if you were just very into just the concept of just like a zombie apocalypse then you could have fun with this movie, but yeah. Um, like it's not horrible. It's just, I, I think also it would be less, if this weren't a sequel to a movie that I yeah actually really liked, I don't think I would be as hard on it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, I think I would because it, it's not it. great, but also it suffers in comparison to its predecessor which, yeah. um, again, wasn't like a particularly deep or um, complex film, but sure. was an enjoyable uh, enjoyable ride and was really tightly paced and um, did, you know, just had fun with the, the characters and, and the concept. But, um, yeah. 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 I... I- I would say it also suffers because it's the opposite kind of movie. Uh, the mm. things that are kind of wrong here are a lack of focus, at least in my opinion. And right. the, the fr- I keep saying the first film, its predecessor um, was so focused and so good and so tight in, in, you know, again, like narratively and like visually very tight. Like every shot was very packed and very tight in, in a confined mm-hmm. space. And this is kind of like wide open spaces and also... It wanted to be 22 different things. Um, and it, I think it only succeeded in, like, a few of those 22 things. <laughs> and I always, like, congratulate Ambition, but I would also say this was a, a definite case of biting off perhaps more than they could shoot with that budget. Yeah, so. I mean, Ambition is, I think, important, but also is scoping and, yes. uh, <laughs> and knowing what you can accomplish and, uh, you know writing to or or directing to your scope and budget rather than trying to um, make something that is going to cause the movie to suffer for not being able to to pull it off as much as you'd yeah. like. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Well, I think that's probably about it. That's yeah. that's all I got to say. Do you want yeah, to? Yeah, uh, I think we can close the book. Do you want to take book. us out? 
Yeah, I would, I would love to. Uh, so thank you, everyone, uh, for joining us on this uh, scary cinematic journey. Uh, please do uh, take a moment, if you if you can, and rate and review our podcast or tell people about our podcast, because that organic growth is so helpful for us, and we really do appreciate it. You can listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte, and of course... Everything we have is on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you especially to Jordan Mallory for producing this show. Thank you, Jordan, also for telling us, uh, uh, for looking up um, <laughs> compulsory service uh, in South Korea. Always appreciate that. So it's very good to have a producer. Uh, and our last note here is that, of course, you can go to fanbyte.casa, uh, of course, F-A-N-B-Y-T-E dot C-A-S-A, for our Discord, if you want to be part of our Discord community. Merit, where can people find you online? I am at, uh, at Merit K on Twitter. Excellent. I'm on Twitter at Danielle R.I. And uh, I'm going to end with the usual, you love to scream it. <laughs> <laughs>